All right, we're gonna get started. This is Perspectives on the Short Story with Laura and Kevin. Uh, today we're gonna get into the writing process a little bit. So, what are your favorite books, Kevin? Uh, my favorite book, I'd have to start out with 1984. It's a pretty Ooh, good book. That is a good book, that's yeah. a good book. And why? Uh, I just remember, as a kid, like I didn't really read much. I remember when I read that one, for it was kind of like a mandatory race. And uh, I really got into it and I thought it was really kind of cool. And my dad's into that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. so. I don't know. It was kind of something we were able to bond over. Even though he's not much of a reader, uh, he thought that was kind of cool. I was going to read that for school. Yeah, the writing style of that book is really interesting. I liked that one. Um, my favorite book is I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It's like a psychological thriller. I love books that use like physical things to symbolize mental ideas, and that's a huge thing in that book. Um, what are two of your favorite movies? Uh, easy. Smoking the Bandit. Uh, I remember watching that as a kid with my grandfather and my uncle and my dad and my little brother. And everybody says, whenever you see that movie for the first time, you remember who you were with. And second one is uh, Dazed Confused. They're both old movies. Yeah, I've heard of Dazed and Confused, but I've never seen them. I'll have to give them a look. Um, I'll watch it, but... Yeah, it's uh, Matthew McConaughey's first movie. I, yeah, that's why I know it. Um, my favorite movies are The Truman Show and The Conjuring. Uh, I really like the idea of The Truman Show. I liked the way that it was done. I think that it's a really cool idea. And I, I like, I hate seeing the vibes, but I like the vibes in that movie. Um, and The Conjuring, I really loved the way that they wrote the relationship between uh, the couple and The Conjuring that like go and find the ghosts. Um, I've never seen either. You know what? That's fine because I've never seen yeah, yours either. Yeah, I've seen some of All right. <laughs> All right. What is your writing process like? Um, I procrastinate a really long time, <laughs> and then uh, when I start feeling the pressure of a due date, that's when all the ideas start coming. Uh huh. And uh, I just knock it all out in like one night, maybe two nights. Oh, there you go. But um, you're you're what mechanical engineering? Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I guess I'd say more of a creative person than like a mathematical mm -hmm. person, which really doesn't make sense for my major, but, you know. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> that's true. I am an English major. There's no money. Mm -hmm. But um, my writing process is very much, I'm constantly thinking of scenarios. Like, I'm constantly daydreaming, but it's never about me. Mm -hmm. I'm always daydreaming about other people, and so I'll think of an idea, and I'll be like, oh, that would be really cool, or that would be really funny if that happened. And then it kind of just branches off from there. Um, are you more of a plotter or do you just kind of wing it when it comes to your stories? Most of the stories I write already have like a story behind them. Mm -hmm. So like for this, for all the assignments this year, I'm going to be writing stories my grandfather told me as a kid. And uh, I like, most of them I haven't heard for years and uh, so I'm just kind of, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have like a basic idea, like I know what happened, I'm going to go off of that. Um, writing things that didn't really happen, I don't know. Actually, I did do that one time for a writing prompt on the FCAP, and I got a C, so <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Uh, most of my stories are plotted out, but not written, just like I've heard the story or I lived the story. Yeah, I see, I, I've i never actually written a story that was like true like that until this assignment that I'm doing right now is something that I went through, but all my other stories have been very heavily plotted. Like I have um, a document on my computer that's like 14 pages long. It is just an outline of the book that I'm writing for another one of her classes. But So you changed your idea, you're not gonna do the drowning in the ocean? Oh, I changed it, yeah, I changed it immediately, like that night. <laughs> what is it? Um, so instead of the drowning thing anymore, it's about uh, 
girl who finds out that one of her family members has died, and she kind of goes through those emotions, but uh, it's kind of like that book I was talking about, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, where they use like physical things to represent the way somebody's feeling emotionally. I wanted to play around with that idea, so. And the, you know what the object is going to be? Uh, it's a mirror. She's going to be looking in the mirror when she gets the phone call. And then I'm going to like play around with her reflection and like how she sees herself and stuff like that. A lot of symbolism. Alright, if you could tell your younger self... Wait. No. Does the plot or the characters come first in your stories? I guess you kind of explained this. Yeah, the both because you know, yeah, I'd say the characters actually because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like I know the people who I'm writing about, mm-hmm. you know, better than I know the story because I've you know I've lived with them, I've remembered them, I've heard the story a couple of times. So I'd say yeah. the characters, but both are important. Yeah, and like I said, with the writing process, um, mine's definitely the plot because I'm always thinking of like an action or like words that somebody could say, and then I'm like, okay, well, who would do this? Like, why would they do that and stuff like that? Um, okay, now if you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Uh, don't count on tomorrow. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think I would tell myself that we would never believe where we got. Like, I never thought I would be like big university student you know what I'm saying um so it would definitely just be a like keep going you'll get there totally uh, this time last year we were packing up and moving out of the country oh my gosh so and I and I did not think I was going to be able to go to college so it's kind of a crazy thing like, yeah it is it actually worked out so I totally get where you're coming from like, yeah. and you're because you're a military kid right no uh my dad is uh he's kind of impulsive and his idea was to move out of the country and try to retire early that's what we did, and uh, we tried to do it during COVID, which didn't work out. So we sold our house, moved into a camper temporarily, which turned out to be a year because COVID happened. And then we moved to Honduras, and we lived there for a while wow. before we started graduating. Yeah, we came back, and I got to go to school. It was the last wow. semester I could apply and still get back features, so yeah. I was really lucky. I feel like as as awful as COVID has been, everybody I talk to has at least one good thing that came out of it. Like some people got to like take a break. Some people, you know, like you got to come back and go to school, even if that was shitty or bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was real shitty. Um, yeah, you know, no, actually, you're right. Um, if that hadn't happened, we probably still would have been there. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. What is an early life experience where you learned that words have power? You go first. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I learned very early on with like my sister and my mom that I could never, when I was fighting with them, I could never speak how I felt because it's very easy to misconstru- misconstrue what people mean when you're like talking with emotion. So I learned to be very precise with what I meant so that I didn't like further arguments. But I remember this one time I was in a fight with my older sister and I think I called her some really horrible name that I knew would bother her and I just remember her crying and I was like I did that I was like that's because of what I said and so that definitely impacted me and I realized like you, you really have to be careful with the things that you say which has almost nothing to do with writing but that was when I realized that words definitely have a lot of power. I think I'm gonna go off of that idea. Mm-hmm. I grew up with brothers or a brother so uh I didn't really have like the whole like words hurt you thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I got a little older, I had my first girlfriend. I definitely figured out you have to be careful what you say. Oh sure. yeah, oh yeah. So I'd say yeah. That, that's when I realized there's some things you got to fight, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with five sisters and a single mom, mm-hmm. so I I learned very early on to be careful with what I say. 
All right, so this is a weird one. Um, what is your spirit animal as a writer, do you think? As a writer? I know. I don't think of any animals as writers. Mm, owls are kind of studious, but I wouldn't say an owl. Yeah. Because owls are very, like, they're supposed to be very mysterious. Like, usually they symbolize, like, omens and stuff like that, which is cool, but... I'd say a monkey. <laughs> you know they're irresponsible. I don't, I don't, you know, I get it done by the due date, but I don't really anticipate. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of crazy all over the place, but uh, still almost human, so not that bad. Yeah, you know, I think I'll piggyback off of that. I'll say a sloth because <laughs> it takes me forever. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what's something that you would give up to become a great writer? Like material or like characteristic of myself? Well, what I was thinking was social interaction. There are a lot of authors that will go on like three month long getaways and just shut themselves up in a house and write. And I think that if I had to do that to be a great writer, I would do that. I would throw my phone away. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a big one too. I, I mean, I, I might just do that without it, but yeah, I would get rid of that thing. Yeah. There are definitely times when I know I should be writing, so I'll put my phone on like the opposite side of the room and sit down and like. You know, it's definitely difficult. Okay, what advice would you give a first-time writer? Hmm. Write what you know. Mm. That's a really good one, actually. People always say you should write what you know. Yeah, I, think, I guess that's all I do. Really, is I write stories like that, and so I write what I know. I would just say to keep writing and keep editing. That's all I've been doing for the last year and a half is rewriting the same chapters and then moving on and then going back and moving on. It's definitely just a process. You just gotta keep going. I write it one time and I'm like, nope, that's done. Yes, that's, that's, that's I did it. It's over now. Yeah. Um, all right, well, this is not, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It's no. kind of fun. Yeah. All right, well, um, this is the perspectives on the short story of Lauren Cabin. And I guess we'll see you in a couple weeks when we do this again. We appreciate the A. Oh, yeah.